Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Supply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I just think this is as good a team as we're going to play, and and uh, I know A&M's good, I know Ole Miss good. I mean, hell, they're they're good. Alabama's good, but I think this is going to, I think this will define a little bit where we're at, how we how we how we go uh, Saturday night, and we just got to really prepare hard for it. We've got a good football team; they do too, but. Uh, if we get prepared, it'll be a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Would you sit it on my taste plus? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide-open Wednesday, talking about everything in the sports world that you are wanting to talk about. And that's what we'll have here in the uh, final hour, as we'll have... Uh, some different storylines, too, that is going on in the national landscape of all things sports. But also we'll have some uh, Razorback updates, too, and considering how we're just a couple days away from Arkansas and LSU and battle for the Golden Boot. Arkansas won the Golden Boot the last time they were in Baton Rouge, but different teams, different years, different times, and different times of the month, too. But we'll still have some fun with that and talk about a lot of that as we go to the phone lines and welcome in. Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com, friend of the show. Join us every week. Give us all the updates going on in Razorback land. And Andrew, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, John. You know, historically, as a as someone who grew up as an Arkansas fan in the state of Louisiana and central Louisiana, surrounded by LSU fans, this week would typically be one of a lot of anxiety, a lot of excitement, you know, just everything. Um, I'm, I'm having trouble getting those same feelings this week, and I, I need I need a little pick me up. So I need someone to sell me on why I should be excited for this Arkansas LSU game here in Baton Rouge. Well, well first off, where where in Louisiana did you grow up at? Like what what area? Uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, right in, right smack dab in central Louisiana. So I was about two hours from Baton Rouge. So I've made uh, made many a trip to Tiger Stadium, had some had some great times there, and yeah. some not so great times. Yeah. So how did you grow up a Razorback fan then? So like a family thing. Yeah, basically the entire family was from the state of Arkansas. Dad and my brother, my older brother were just, it was kind of who they were, just diehard fans. And so I kind of just followed what they did, and that's, that's how I ended up here. Now, now it worked out weird where I'm the only one in my family who lives in the state of Arkansas, despite mm. being the only one that was not born there. <laughs> so you're going to make the trip back, though, this week? Like maybe go see the family? Like uh, make it down to Louisiana? I'm actually not. I couldn't talk myself into the trip. I was thinking about it. I was trying to decide between LSU and A&M. Um, the BYU game really helped make up my decision, and uh, <laughs> I just couldn't talk myself into the drive. But I do have I do have some friends that will be attending, and I'm uh, you know looking forward to hearing from them. And I'm sure when I see them next, they'll be they'll be chirping me pretty heavily. So not looking ahead, but are are you feeling better about A&M altogether, or is just the trip itself is something that you were looking more forward to? Yeah, well, the trip is a little bit shorter. I mean, the trip to Dallas is not too bad at all. I, was, I thought that might be a fun one to go to. And I think that there's a there's a better chance that Arkansas gets it together and puts together a good performance against A&M. And I think that, that game should have a lot of excitement around it. Um, there's, there's you know, still going to be plenty of excitement, you know, for this LSU game. I mean, there's going to be a night game in Baton Rouge, which even when LSU stinks is always a fun time. And, you know, this Arkansas-LSU rivalry over the years, we've we've come to learn that, we should never pretend like we know what's about to happen because just chaos ensues. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, it could totally end up being a more exciting matchup this weekend. But I felt like, you know, just going to Dallas would be the would be the easier and more effective trip. But, but we'll see. What, what are some of the positives you can take from this Arkansas team? You said you're trying to get a pick-me-up, but just seeing the team on a daily basis and 
maybe some of the things that they did well against BYU, what are some of those positives? Well, I'll tell you, Joe, uh, a few weeks ago, I think I came on this very program and said that I thought LSU was kind of, uh, you know, it, it looked a little more beatable, especially after that week one performance against Florida State. And, you know, Florida State's got a lot of talent, but I just felt like I looked at this LSU team and I don't see, you know, tons of first-round draft picks at every position, which sounds ridiculous, but with LSU, that's kind of what you've come to expect. Even when they're not competing for national titles, they typically have first-rounders all on the D-line, first-rounders at receiver. I mean, some of the best players in the NFL came from LSU, I mean, at any position. So it's like typically you're looking at a team that even when LSU's not at their peak, it's an overwhelming talent discrepancy, and I don't see that necessarily with Arkansas-LSU. I think LSU very well could be the best team in the West and maybe the best team that they face all year, but it doesn't feel like the kind of matchup where I'm like, Arkansas is going to have to play perfect to win, and it's going to be one of those things. I think that you have to have a lot of things they have to overcome, like the the road, you know, being on the road in a tough environment. It gets the good quarterback in Jaden Daniels, and they're going to have to figure out a way to slow down this LSU pass rush. But I do think that LSU is probably due for some regression, especially after the way they played against Mississippi State. I mean, they were perfect lights out in that game and really dominated those guys. And Arkansas did about all they could do to lose against BYU. So you would like to think. You know, that it's going to average out a little bit. Arkansas will overperform a little bit, and LSU might be due for an underperformance. So I think that's reasons for optimism. I'm generally encouraged by what I'm seeing by the defense. I think that, you know, those linebackers I really like with Poo Paul and Jaheim Thomas, I feel like they finally settled on like the, the two guys that are the, the main ones to lead the group. And the defensive line, I feel like some people have been underwhelmed by, but I feel like they control the line of scrimmage pretty well. Teams have just really not been running the ball well on Arkansas. And, LSU's not a team that runs the ball well outside of Jaden Daniels, so I don't see LSU being able to control this matchup start to finish and just kind of keep Arkansas held down. I think that it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. I think LSU's going to have to really hit some big pass plays to move the ball, and I think Jaden Daniels was pretty much flawless against Mississippi State, and he's going to need to be locked in. I don't think that it's going to be an easy matchup where LSU's just going to pick apart this Arkansas defense. I don't have a ton of optimism that Arkansas is going to move the ball consistently against LSU, given what we've seen in the first three weeks. But I, I don't, I don't think I'm anticipating a blowout or anything like that. I don't. I think the line's a little high, so there's a little bit of optimism there. But at this point, this Arkansas team is just going to have to show me that they want to win. You know, I haven't really seen that it factor with this team. I haven't seen them put together four quarters of good football, and so you know, we'll see if they can do it this weekend. Well, I know too, Andrew. Like we looked at the past three matchups, this, these games have been decided by three points. I don't know if that's the case, but do you believe if Arkansas was going to win or is going to win this game, it's going to be low scoring? Like that's kind of the formula to keep it maybe dirty, keep the the possession, uh, have good defense. Is that really the only way you see Arkansas being able to win this game is by keeping it low scoring? I, I'd say that's pretty accurate. You know, I think that you know when you're in those type of games. You know, one, Arkansas doesn't have the offensive line to really get into a shootout, to be in a situation where they're going to have to air this thing out and they're going to have to be in a bunch of third and longs, a bunch of obvious passing downs. Arkansas has to avoid those at all costs. Uh, I just don't think, you know, they want to be living in third and eight in obvious passing situations. So if Arkansas falls behind by double, you know, two scores, I think it's going to be really, it's going to be a tough, you know, uphill battle there. And I just don't think that the offensive line is ready to hold up for a challenge like that, especially against an LSU front like this. But I do think that Arkansas is equipped, you know, with the, the kind of mentality that their head coach has, the physicality of their quarterback, and just the way Arkansas plays it. They can muck this thing up. I mean, we saw them kind of do that effectively with Malik Hornsby, a quarterback, in this exact match last year where, I mean, could you imagine that KJ being available in that game? I feel like it's just a lot easier of a situation to control. And I think that we talked all last week about, is Arkansas going to unleash KJ in the run game and really get him going? And then we find out after the game he was banged up all week. So I don't know where that where that came from or why they were pushing that narrative. But I do think that if there's ever a time where you're going to unleash KJ the runner, and you know you don't want him to take hits against every opponent, but when you're going in on the road to Baton Rouge against the, the defending SEC West champs, I think you got to just unleash your your hawk. You got to take the Ferrari out of the garage and just you know even if it's three four yards at a time, I think Arkansas just playing the ball control game and keeping this one as ugly and hard to watch as possible. That's their best path to victory. And I don't even say that, like, dismissively. I think that that's, that's a very realistic path for Arkansas in this game. So I do think that they need, to, they need to muck it up a little bit, kill that clock, and just keep it on the ground. And, you know, just don't let LSU settle into the game because I think once, once you do, it's just hard to overcome that tidal wave, especially when you get that night crowd in Baton Rouge going. It's, it's, a, it's an intimidating atmosphere. It's as intimidating as any in college, college sports, So. 
I really think Arkansas is going to have to kind of set that tone early. And I think it, the, the best way to do that is with K.J. Jefferson, your fifth-year senior leader, just get him going on the ground, especially because I'm still not expecting Rocket Sanders to be in this game. But I do think that Arkansas kind of mucking it up is the way to victory here. Is the offensive line performing better overall, not only in this game, but throughout the season? Is that going to be the key to Arkansas having success for the rest of the season is the offensive line kind of getting there getting it together yeah i mean i just i don't i know we, we talk about it a lot and we all it's kind of the the dark cloud hanging over this team of like oh hey are they going to get things going on the offensive line any of the benefit of the doubt that they had coming into the season of you know sam Pittman's a great offensive line coach they performed well the last couple of years all that benefit of the doubt is gone <laughs> after we've seen these first three weeks and just seen the way they've struggled to impose their will against lesser opponents and BYU's a lot lesser of it. You know, it's not like BYU's some group of five program. I mean, it's a real legitimate program, but just the, the way that Arkansas has not been able to impose their will or get things going consistently and then kind of got bullied by BYU's defensive line there down the stretch. I mean, it seemed like every time KJ dropped back, he was in trouble. Yeah, I think that's the biggest question mark left for this team overall. Definitely the offense and you know, I, I, if, there's, if there's ever a matchup where you're going to play your best game, it's got to be this one against Harold Perkins, who got got them for three sacks last year. So that, that's going to be a huge key for this one. But but like I said, you know, getting KJ going in the running back in the running game, I feel like really helps alleviate some of that pressure, especially because you can avoid third and long, avoid kind of needing this offensive line to do too much. I think they need to keep things simple and just you know try to keep going positive positive yardage. Can't can't afford those big sacks, those big negative plays, but. If Arkansas can do you know, what they typically do, which is take care of the football and run the ball effectively, it really takes a lot of pressure off this offensive line. But, but yeah, all eyes are going to be on how they handle that pass rush at LSU. And it's hard to be too optimistic going into this matchup. Speaking of that, Andrew Ellis of HawkSports.com here on Out of Bounds. And, Andrew, I know Sam Pittman uh, met with the media again today. First off, uh, did he give any sort of update on Rocket Sanders and his status and also uh, anybody else or anything else that really stood out as far as things he had to say to the media? So he he said that Rocket is progressing faster than he expected, which is an interesting thing for him to say because we were at practice the last few days and he was out there, but he wasn't really participating in practice. He wasn't wearing pads. He wasn't wearing what everyone else was wearing. He was not not in full pads. He wasn't going through the typical running back drills. He would kind of hold a ball and go through the motions here and there, but he wasn't full speed. He definitely wasn't taking any contact. So I don't know if he misspoke or if he just, is like playing mind games. I don't know, but he, he seems to he hasn't ruled out Rocket playing this weekend. I, I don't see any path to him playing just based on what I've seen him at, at practice and seen how little he's been involved. So I don't I don't really know what he's talking about there. Uh, the one other injury update, he, he mentioned that Devin Manuel is still banged up, which is a little concerning because his injury has been going back to you know mid of, middle of fall camp. I mean, it seems like he just isn't able to get back to 100%. He's still a little banged up, and they, they refer to it as a stinger a few weeks ago, but you know, stinger is like the term you hear when a guy leaves the game for three plays and comes back, not a guy who's going to miss the entire first four weeks of the season. You know, It's a very very weird situation there, but it, it doesn't sound like he's super optimistic that Devin Manuel is going to be able to return 100%. And uh, So there's still a, a few questions there. Anthony Booker, Tank Booker, the defensive lineman, he returned. He's supposed to return to practice today. He's been out a little bit, so We'll kind of see what the latest is with him, but not a ton of groundbreaking injury updates. I still don't understand why he's pretending like Rocket Sanders is going to play this weekend, but we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe there's a miraculous turnaround here in the next few days. Andrew, what do you think of the matchup of Arkansas's defensive line, LSU's offensive line? I, I think that's an interesting one. You know, LSU's offensive line last year was one of the youngest in college football. And they kind of had some – that was kind of their, their weak link. You know, it was a, a little bit up and down for that group. But they finished the year pretty strong, which kind of propelled them to, you know, into the SEC title game and so on. And so I think a lot of people expected that group to be a lot better this year, knowing that they would all be a year older. And week one against Florida State, we saw them just kind of get beat up a little bit and kind of got overwhelmed. I, I don't think Arkansas has quite as much talent as Florida State does up front defensively. But we saw that they're still – some vulnerability there with that LSU offensive line and kind of just their run game overall. I mean, if Jaden Daniels isn't running the ball, they just don't have much of a threat. They're, they're, they're not really a consistent getting things going on the ground offense. They kind of relied heavily on Jaden Daniels, whether that's through the air, scrambling, just kind of making things happen out of nowhere. 
Um, but yeah, I do think that that's, this is a matchup where I, I think I favor Arkansas just a little bit. I don't think they're going to be just wrecking shop and getting in the backfield every play, but I don't see LSU being able to kind of control the game with their offensive line. I just don't think that this is that type of team. I don't think this is you know going to be even one of the better offensive lines Arkansas faces all year. I think that there's not a ton of vulnerability there, but I do I, I do like what I've seen from Arkansas's front seven these first couple weeks. I feel like that's kind of one of their strengths of this team, and so I, I, I feel pretty good about what Arkansas is going to be able to do in that matchup, and we'll see if they get creative and how they handle the Jaden Daniels running ability because, you know, we've seen this happen so many times where Arkansas just runs into these matchups with running quarterbacks, and it looks like they've never defended one before. So we'll see. They, they played him really well last year, and so I think there's some confidence that comes with that. This is obviously a different group, but I, I think I'm that's probably the one area of this matchup where I'm really sort of encouraged with Arkansas' chances. Yeah, I was even looking at some of the stats and, and seeing how it matches up and everything. And we know that there's some things that Arkansas is really good at. Like, you know, they, they take care of the ball, even though they've had a couple turnovers, but they're still uh, leading the SEC in turnover margin. And they actually get a lot of turnovers defensively. And to me, when I was looking at that, I was like, and LSU's, you know, fine. They're, they're just kind of there uh, being all right. And I know it's only three games, but I feel like also with Arkansas, anytime you get the opportunities that come your way against LSU, whether it's turnovers, whether it's penalties or whatever. Those are things that you can shore up to, to keep you in the game because the last thing they need is not only having a lot of turnovers, but the amount of dadgum penalties that they had against uh, BYU this past week. And you're not going to beat anybody, especially on the road. No, 100%. I, I agree with you for sure. I mean, with K.J. Jefferson, that's kind of been, I would say, one of his, his most valued traits is that he really takes care of the football almost to a fault. He just really doesn't like to put the ball in danger. But the interception he had last week was his first of the year, and that was a really weird play. I don't even know what happened on that one, but... But, yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's one thing that Arkansas has done really well, and I think they have to do that. I mean, you just cannot turn the ball over two, three, four times and expect to be winning in Baton Rouge. And so that that's a huge key for them in this game. And, of course, like, you know, I'm not breaking any news here, but don't have 140 penalty yards if you're trying to win a big game against the real team. Um, so, you know, if Arkansas can kind of shore some of those things up, the crowd noise is, is one thing that they're just going to have. I mean, it's, it's probably something that people don't like hearing about because you hear about it so much about the crowd noise and how, that's going to be such a big factor, but it's real. I mean, you go into Death Valley at night, and it's just a completely different atmosphere, especially for some of these younger guys. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Arkansas handles that kind of atmosphere if they're able to, you know, because I'm sure they'll have plenty of motivation after the way they played last week, and you're going into a big game. So I think, think they'll be hyped up. We'll see if they can kind of control those emotions a little bit and get off to a nice start. I think that the more you do things like those false starts or turn the ball over, you're just, you're just begging that crowd to get involved in the game and, you know, that's something that they've been conscious of this week, and they're blaring. I mean, at practice, it's so loud with the noise that they're blaring in over these speakers trying to replicate that atmosphere. It is so loud. It, it hurts. And Tim was even joking that he had to, like, stop watching the offense at practice. He had to go over to the defense because it was so loud next to those speakers. Um, so we'll, we'll see how if that pays dividends. But I agree. Arkansas's really got to – you just got to be clean here. You know, you can't have a ton of self-inflicted mistakes because LSU is good enough. They don't need enough – they don't need a ton of help to beat you. But if you give them that help there, it's, it's just going to be an uphill battle and a rough night for you in, in Baton Rouge. But I think Arkansas has the, the pieces in place, and they have some of the they have some intriguing skill sets to make this an interesting matchup. But it's all about just kind of going out there and showing up and playing to the best of your ability. And we just haven't seen Arkansas do that at, at any point this season, Again, unless you want to count the first half against Western Carolina. If Arkansas is able to come away with an upset win here, what has to be done? What do they have to do to – be able to pull off a win at LSU? Um, yeah, that's a great question. One, I think that uh, I'll just go ahead and say that I'm not expecting this to happen. I'm not, this is not my prediction for the game. But, I, but just to answer the question, I think that, like we said, you got to take care of the football. You cannot be having those weird momentum shifts early in the game that let this crowd kind of overwhelm you. I think Arkansas has to have KJ at the peak of his powers. I mean, we've seen KJ make – I mean, he's as consistent a playmaker as we've seen in college football over the last few years. And we know, and we've seen him make plays against in this exact environment before. He's got to be at the absolute peak of his powers, and I mean, running the ball, getting the ball downfield to his targets. We need to see those receivers, uh, Tesla and Armstrong, get open down the field. I want to see them target Luke has a ton. I just think that he's the he's kind of a walking mismatch, and I think when you're in these kind of games against LSU, where it's not like your receivers are going to be wide open all day because they're going to be going up against SEC secondaries, I, I think Luke has might be a huge key for this one, but. You know, taking care of the football, just committing and letting K.J. go in the run game and helping him set that tone. And then, you know, 
you got to keep Jaden Daniels in the. You got to let keep him in the pocket as much as you can. It's easier said than done, but I just they cannot let Jaden Daniels get comfortable. Whether that's running the ball, whether that's getting out on the run and making throws, and I think that he was so perfect against Mississippi State last week. So that might make some people think that's what he does week in week out. But he's not this savant who's airing it out constantly and picking secondaries apart with his arm. I think Arkansas has to see if he can do that two weeks in a row. I don't think LSU has a ton of ton to offer them in the run game, so I don't think it's going to take some extra responsibility or anything. I think that I don't think LSU's going to be able to run the ball consistently without Jaden Daniels. So I think that Arkansas just got to, like I said earlier, just got to keep this one ugly, have a special performance from KJ, and they just have to take advantage of every opportunity LSU gives them, which is something we saw them do defensively in the first two weeks of the season. So we'll see how they can do it. It's going to take not a perfect performance, but it's going to take a lot of things going Arkansas's way, but. I definitely think this is a closer matchup than the 18-point spread indicates. For what you get out of here real quick, Andrew, since you're from the area, if Razorback fans are making the trip, what's something that they need to check out as far as the game day or just leading up to it down there in Baton Rouge? Well, you know, the, the, the game day atmosphere has changed a little bit over the years with LSU. They used to have that nice parade ground area where it, just, it was just absolute havoc unleashed every week. They've cut down on it a little bit because they've had some – weird sketchy things happening there's there's all kinds of bad things that happen in Baton Rouge, louisiana so i would recommend all lsu or all arkansas fans making the trip keep you know head on a swivel there's a lot of crazy lsu fans are absolutely nuts you can't don't make eye contact with any of them don't engage with any of them watch out for drunk college kids throwing stuff at you be prepared to hear all kinds of nasty grotesque things cover your kids ears all that type of stuff uh, but if you're looking for something to eat chime which is kind of near that campus area chimes awesome restaurant with a rooftop and everything go to chimes the day before the game it's a great place to go sounds like a great atmosphere where people are going to be uh you know very very ruthless and very rude but hey that is the sec for you just means more but andrew we appreciate it man have a great weekend we'll catch up with you next week all right absolutely sounds good y'all have a good one all right it's andrew else of foxsports.com joining us we got more out of bounds on the wide open wednesday next The Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. This is Sports Center. Major League Baseball playoffs start in less than two weeks. So far, four teams have punched their tickets. In the AL East, both the Orioles and Rays are in. Then the NL East winning Braves and winners of the NL West, the Dodgers are also in. So eight spots remain open. In both the NL and the AL, it's going to come down to the wire. In the National League, the Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Cubs will be your wild card if the postseason started today. But the Marlins and the Reds are within a game of the Cubs for the final wild card spot. In the American League, the Blue Jays, Rangers, Mariners, and Astros are all within a game of each other. Only two wildcard spots remain in the AL as either the Rays or the Orioles will get the first wildcard depending on who finishes second place in the AL East. And the Arkansas Travelers open postseason play with a win last night, beating the Springfield Cardinals 3-1. They can clinch the best of three series tomorrow. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewskies is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewskies North is coming soon. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. 
but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Trey Schapp and Chris Shinnup with Arkansas Urology. Chris, it's the 19th annual kickoff to men's health event, this time coming to North Little Rock. Yeah, Trey, we've had a great month, and we're excited to get to our clinic in North Little Rock, 4200 Stockton Drive, on Thursday, September 28th. Gentlemen, 40 and over, it's time for them to get screened, is it not? That's right, and like our CEO, Scott Davis, says you come in for a free screen, and you might win a 65-inch flat screen TV. 501-263-0926 for more information, sponsored by Baptist Health. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Went to the liquor store, I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Because I was just going to sit around for a couple of hours in Jonesboro. I was going to drink all night long. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yeah. And you say, Shot City. Shot City. Shot City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? Because I'm coming home again. Years old, and what I love most, she had so much soul. She said, Excuse me, little homie, I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy, and I like to. And from that point, I never blow her off. Out of here on a wide open Wednesday as we are moving through this show today, and it's been a lot of fun. We're actually, just as a little teaser, tomorrow, Matt Moscona. Of ESPN 104.5, Baton Rouge will join us in the 2 o'clock hour, get his take on, we'll preview from the LSU side of things and finding out uh, what it's, what they are expecting down there in Baton Rouge. I have a feeling that they're expecting a win. Uh, not an easy win, maybe, to try to be a little bit more humble, but some of them are probably expecting an easy win. That's what they expect every week. Yeah. And Death Valley at 6 o'clock, you better believe it. But uh, we'll talk to him next uh, or tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, we'll have some other things to dive into real quick, but uh, let's quickly uh, get uh, Ray and Desar, who's on the line. What's up, Ray? Hey, y'all neighbors. Yes. Uh, hey, Ray, we can't hear you, man. It's uh, kind of breaking up on us. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, gotcha. we got you. Uh, I watched the, the morning show, and then I watched halftime. What's y'all neighbors? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Anyway, uh, I know John neighbors says something about you know may have some t-shirts you know coming up that you may give away, but I'd like to get get one of those. But uh, anyway, uh, I used to work on riverboat on the Mississippi River, and I've been. Through Baton Rouge on a Saturday night with three diesel locomotives or three diesel, you know, well, the same engines as in locomotives. 
running full force, and you can still hear that crowd uh, roaring from the Death Valley. You know, y'all talking about the, the loudness mm-hmm. of it, you know? So, uh, anyway, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty loud down there. Yeah, is it roaring? I've never, I've never, huh? So you said it's like roaring, like uh, like tigers, like the cats? The cats are roaring? No, I'm talking about the, you know, LSU Tigers. Ah. You know, uh, and, and you can hear that over three, uh, I don't know if you ever, you know, seen locomotives go by, you know, when you get blocked by a train. You know, running full force. Uh, loud, and the crowd is louder than that. Mm-hmm. They're louder than that. Yeah. And I, I stood out on a bridgeway, and and you can hear the crowd over the diesel locomotives. Ray, you still do the same type of work? No, well, I, uh, uh, I got off the riverboat and. Uh, and I worked for the railroad for 20 years, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm familiar with the locomotives and the, and the diesel engines, but uh, it's just, uh, I, 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 I'm off on medical or disability now, but uh, anyway, uh you know, I you know I like to get a, a T-shirt from John Neighbors if I could. Uh, I'm gonna beg for it, but uh, I, I, I'm looking at him right now. He's like laughing at me. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, Ray. I'm not laughing at you. We just hear your cat in the background, and it's really fun. I guess your cat wants to get on the line and talk uh, talk old Razorbacks too. Well, uh, you know, and I and I've talked to. Uh, uh, Phil Ellison, you know, before, and yeah, he's got a cat, and you know, he's missing my cat, and uh, but uh, he probably needs to be fed, so other than that, uh, but you know, go hogs, I think, you know, we have a chance maybe this weekend. To pull it out, uh, but anyway, I'll hang up. And let, let, let you know and listen. All right, Ray. We appreciate you listening, Ray. Yeah, appreciate you listening. And hit me up for that shirt, man. I know you follow me on social media. Hit me up for that shirt, and I'll uh, I'll get it for you. So appreciate you calling in. Yeah, it. Uh, it was more about the cat that was uh, that was there. That was that was uh, cracking me up. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's. It's like uh, I've heard so many people and talk about the the legends, or at least the the thing of Baton Rouge and Death Valley, and how loud it can be down there. And uh, that's something that uh, you know, Arkansas fans and Arkansas players, for sure, just you know, you're gonna. I don't know how you could replicate that as much in practice. You know, you can put crowd noise on speakers and whatnot, but I don't think it's it's something that you can just easily be get used to or get ready for. It's a next level type of energy down there. That's for sure. Well, yeah, you can try, but. It's different, you know, once you get in the stadium. You can play some music. You can play it loud. You can do a, a bunch of different things. But until you're in that environment, it's it's not the same. Yeah. Again, you can't just uh, can't make it work uh, any sort of way. And, you know, some of those new players down there, too, they're going to experience it for the first time. Uh, we just got a few minutes here. I did want to f- play this clip because uh, dealing with the, the New York Jets and Tom Brady. Because uh, Tom Brady was on... Uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio, and uh, had, of course, you know, anytime you're going to have Tom Brady on, it's always a big deal. But when he gets asked about uh, the situation with the New York Jets and uh, whether or not he's going to go there, I thought his response was pretty appropriate, but also uh, not surprising for Tom Brady. The question everybody has been wondering is, have the Jets called, and are you uh, considering no, the no, Jets? No. Next question. Asked and answered? You already know. I love being with you guys on Mondays, and I love what we got going. You know, it's been fun the last couple of weeks. I, I said it's interesting not to watch and not have, like, uh, and Fitz, you probably relate to this, to not feel like you're uh, 
living and dying with every single score. You know, yeah, there's teams I root for and my the players, but it's not like when you're in the game and you're, you know, they're, oh, God, I hope they lose because that helps our position. You know, you just want to see your, your friends do well. Mike went for 160 or 170 this weekend. I, I was so happy I for know. Mike, yeah, I know. you know, so seeing my friends do well is, is awesome to see. So I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this part of my life for sure. So there you go. So you just put it to matter to rest. Yeah, he's not coming to the Jets. Like, I think we or or any team. Yeah. I think we knew that. Or any team. And just you wanted to move on to the next question. So, uh, But I was I kept waiting at what point in time was he going to respond to it. Because it was going to get asked. Whether it was on a podcast or on a radio show or on you know, ESPN or whatnot. Somebody was going to ask him and he was going to give some sort of response. But uh, he, he shut that down, down pretty quick. But I don't think anyone seriously was thinking that there was even a possibility. Hopefully not. Like, there wasn't. Ever. No. No. Couldn't have been. Yeah. If he was going to come back, he would be coming back. Uh, and you know, he was very selective of when he went to Tampa Bay, for instance, because he had kind of an open door of like, hey, where do you want to go? He wanted to go to a place where he felt like could win a Super Bowl with a great team, great band. Like, he had to be very selective in that. I don't think he'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know, the Jets are fine. I'll just go over there and make it work. He would also have to forfeit a stake that he's trying to purchase in the Raiders, which there was a story here within the past couple of days that it hasn't been finalized just yet so people were kind of leaning towards that to say okay the door may be cracked open for a chance for him to come back and play but the process of that is still going on and they actually put the rules specifically in place so that Tom Brady wouldn't be able to have a stake in the Raiders and then play for the Raiders yeah because how much of a stake is it or is that just not up like they haven't had not reported it or anything as far as how much of a stake. I'm not he's sure the down. detail on that has been reported. Yeah. He's got plenty of money, so and it's I think it's probably a good investment to go with the team that's in Vegas, uh, regardless of if it's the Raiders or not. But Vegas, the well, way it's blowing up. Yeah, he already has ownership in the Vegas Aces, the WNBA team, which is owned by Mark Davis. So they're business partners already, and he got into another venture with them. Yeah, because isn't there a isn't there somebody else that already has some sort of ownership or of notes, like a former athlete maybe than the Vegas Raiders? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know. It's hard to know. Without how much money that some of these guys have, especially with their branding, I know that they try to expand in, in different ways. But mm. with the Washington Commanders, they've had their ownership and everything take place. Because Ma- is it Magic Johnson? That yeah, has yeah he's part of the ownership group. Okay, maybe that's what I got it mixed up with and what I was thinking of. But uh, anyways, uh, some other news of, uh, of note real quick. Uh, before we uh, take our final break. So uh, in the NFL, this is pretty crazy, but uh, Alan Williams, who is the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, uh, resigns, just officially resigns, as he's taking a step back and trying to take care of his health and his family. He appreciates the opportunity to work with the Bears. and has a rich history. He says, I value the NFL Shield and all it stands for, but after taking some time to address my health, I plan on coming back and coaching once again. He's 53 years old. So pretty big news there. Now that's not the only story that was out there. Uh, pertaining to the defensive coordinator there, there were uh, some other things that oh yeah factored into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't aware of those other things, yeah. but all right. I'll have to so, dive yeah, into we'll, those. We'll make sure on that, but <laughs> there were some reports of uh, something else going on with the family there. Mm, well, uh, yeah, we'll look into that one. Maybe there's uh, just, you know, like so many stories when it comes to firings or resignings or mutual departings, whatever it may be. Sometimes there's a little bit more to the story than just that. But, yeah, we'll look into that. But on the other side of the break, we'll get to three and out, our final segment of the day, some headlines, some storylines, some things we didn't get into. But I tell you what, real quick, as we got to do it, how about this? We'll make it easy on all of you all today. First caller right now, 501-661-1037. You will be the qualifier, our first qualifier for the Little Rock Tours Southwest Classic Package for a chance to get two tickets, a hotel room for two nights, and a round-trip transportation down to Arlington for Arkansas, Texas A&M. And we'll also kick in $103.70. And this is just to qualify, not to win, just to qualify. So if you want to qualify, be the first caller right now, 501-661-1037. We'll get you qualified for that, and we will get to more Out of Bounds on 3 and Outs in the final segment coming up next. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other. September 25th, Simmons Bank Arena. Nickelback, the Get Rolling Tour with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross. 
tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Get rolling and get your tickets now. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Hey, you. Yeah, you. This is your dentist. Do me a favor and feel the front of your teeth. How grimy are they? It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is the buildup of plaque bacteria that can cause cavities in just months. You need to switch to Crest Pro Health. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. So pick some up on the way home. Smile. Crest has you covered. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools and get five times the bonus points. Plus, right now, buy a DeWalt PowerStack battery kit and get a select DeWalt Bear Tool free, up to a $249 value. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid 918 through 929. Subject to change. DeWalt offer valid through 1011. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at GoGreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our green saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center got you. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now. Now to book online, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, I thought it was uh, pretty fascinating in the tennis world. We know that Rafael Nadal and uh, Djokovic and just the stretch we've had of great tennis players has been nothing short of awesome. And it was uh, pretty fascinating to kind of hear what they think about each other because there's a lot of respect there, a lot of great matches, especially in the Wimbledon. 
But how about this from Rafael Nadal, where he says, quote, I believe that numbers are numbers and statistics are statistics. And in that sense, I believe Djokovic has better numbers than mine, and that is indisputable. This is the truth. The rest are taste, inspiration, sensations that one or the other may transmit to you. You may like one or other more. But I think that with respect to titles, Djokovic is the best in history, and there's nothing to discuss about that. So a lot of respect, but also high praise from what some people would consider to be the GOAT. And Rafael Nadal saying that he believes Djokovic is the GOAT is pretty impressive and pretty high marks. It's official that Saquon Barkley is out for Thursday night football versus the Niners. He's dealing with an ankle injury on a short week. They played tomorrow night, and it was expected that he probably was going to miss the game, but they kept the optimism and kind of kept everybody guessing as to whether he would be available. It's official he's out. So I saw the renderings of the Tampa Bay Rays and the new proposed ballpark that they're trying to build there in Tampa St. Pete, but mainly I guess in St. Petersburg. It's planned to be ready by opening day in 2028. And I saw it, and it's, you know, incredible. Like, every single new stadium that's getting proposed or getting built is always incredible. But my first thought was like, yeah, that's great, but you guys can't even fit fill that stadium now. And you're going to have this new ballpark, which will be great, but you're still probably not going to fill that one either. And it looks really cool and all that, and I know that that's the main part about it, and you got to keep up with the times, but... It's just uh, funny to me that a stadium that can't even fill out their own stadium now is building a new one where, brand new, still won't be able to fill out the stadium. Miami Hurricanes tight end Cam McCormick, he filed a petition with the ACC in hopes of receiving a ninth year of eligibility in 2024. He's 25 years old. He began his college career with Oregon, and uh, the request that he's making with the ACC had previously been approved by the Pac-12 uh, before transferring to Miami. Now, he was sidelined for nearly three years because of a broken ankle, made attempts to come back, and he wasn't able to over a three-year stretch. But last year, he returned and played 13 games for Oregon, and then he he uh, transferred to Miami. So he had already gotten the request, request approved in the Pac-12, and now he's trying to get it in the ACC to be able to play at least a second year for the Miami Hurricanes. So, and uh, other news, too, is as far as an update from NIL, it's always a crazy thing. Well, here, how about this? For those of you who still believe that uh, NIL should be the Wild West, Ohio State AD Gene Smith said the quiet part out loud in an NIL hearing on the Hill during his testimony where he says, quote, a practice of asking a school for a fee just to simply visit that campus has emerged where the asking fee of $5,000 has become extremely common just for a visit. And uh, reports are saying that many players, not only just the highly caliber ones, but the ones that think they're high caliber have been asking for fees just for visit. So it keeps becoming crazier and crazier. And it looks like uh, if that's the case, then even some of these high school kids, before they even step foot on campus, are getting some serious money just for the visits themselves. Kim Kardashian and Odell Beckham Jr. are said to be hanging out. And that's from an insider that is close. And there are multiple sources that confirm that Odell Beckham Jr. and his longtime girlfriend Lauren Wood have officially split. Odell Beckham Jr. currently dealing with an injury, so we already know what's to come of this, that Kim Kardashian is going to be the blame for Odell Beckham dealing with an injury right now. And reps for both Kim Kardashian and Odell Beckham Jr. did not respond to requests and comments on the situation. So there's, according to uh, the New York Post, Internet sleuths uh, believe that Deshaun Watson has created a burner account called Gainesville Zone. And uh, Gainesville Zone. And uh, after the Browns lost, of course, to Pittsburgh on Monday night, and the account handle references Watson's hometown of Gainesville, even though it's spelled wrong, and defended the quarterback who struggled Monday. And with a disappointing loss to the feels the frustrations of fans, some took to X, formerly known as Twitter, to lay out on scrutiny. And uh, there's a lot of tweets where they just continue to talk about that anybody who's talking trash saying uh, Watson has a terrible offensive line, it's terrible play calling, it's not his fault. And uh, there's more evidence just uh, looking at the who the likes are, who the follows are, and all trying to put it together. But it looks like if that's the case, uh, Deshaun Watson does have a burner account, and everyone's like, there's no way. Well, you know what? In this day and age, I assume that every athlete has a burner account because it seems to be a common practice these days. But it looks like Deshaun Watson has been outed for his. Sammy Sheen, who is Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards' daughter, said that she wants to get an augmentation on her body. 
But she said what she has to do is quit vaping to be able to go through with it. And she said that this is something that honestly may save her life because she's tried to quit multiple times and failed. But knowing that she really wants to have this procedure done and knowing that she has to quit vaping and able to uh, be able to do it and go through the surgery, then it's going to make her quit vaping. And she said, it, you know, it may honestly save her life and going through the process. So the Miami Hurricanes have a tight end named Cam McCormick. Just talked about that. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. That that was that's the tight end that has the ninth year. Yeah. of eligibility. Was that today? We just talked about it. Just like three minutes ago. Okay. Wow. I was just I thought for some reason I thought that it was uh, some other story. So how about that? Okay. Well, uh, apparently though, in other news, uh, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Uh, that's a new movie that's coming out. That's part of DC. Uh, it, it's so bad. And the ratings have been coming out, and at least the reviews of the early part of it's been so bad that uh, audience members are walking out of those test screenings. And for those of you who love those superhero movies, especially those that uh, enjoy the part of whether it's Marvel or DC and continuing on with the universe, uh, it seems like it's getting worse and worse, and movie, uh, superhero movies are continuing to just take a spiral downfield. But uh, that one's not a good one, apparently, and it's been really bad if they're already walking out of test screenings for it, too. Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 admits that he had no desire to return to music until he heard of Mark Hoppus' cancer battle. He said, I remember telling my wife I don't ever want to play music again. I don't ever want to go on tour again. And then once Mark Mark Hoppus told him about his illness and that he was battling cancer, he said at that point, it was like nothing else really matters. Let's bring this back together. Let's go on tour and uh, have a good time like we always did. So people who clean their houses and uh, like to keep it in check and try to make it the nicest that they possibly can, according to a news report, the average person considers their home completely clean for only 11 days out of the year, and people spend an average of six days per year actually cleaning your homes. And it depends on how you look at what's clean. Is it picked up or is it actually clean, completely clean? Uh, it's not really to be determined by those people, but as far as uh, the clean house, and when you say you have a clean house, it's only for 11 days out of the year, which shows just how dirty of a people we actually are. Giselle said that it's been a very tough time going through the process of being divorced from Tom Brady, but she said it's been tough on the family. She says it's been very tough on my family. It's been a lot in every area of my life. I feel like whenever it rains, it pours. With all the different twists and turns that life takes, all you can do is the best that you can. We've been given what, given what happens in our surroundings. Well, appreciate everybody listening in Out of Balance today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. You better stay tuned, folks, because we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. For 20 years, Kelly Vick suffered from chronic back pain. I would do something, and at the drop of a hat, whether it be a golf swing, picking up something, whatever, it would throw it back out again. Pain relievers, chiropractors, nothing worked for any length of time. Then Kelly found QC Kinetics. Listening to a radio station, I heard of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, using powerful natural biologics to restore and repair damaged tissue. With no drugs, no 